Hi, my name is Judith Okonkwo. I run Emissi 3D, an AR and VR augmented and virtual reality creation lab in Lagos, Nigeria. Welcome to the African Tech Roundup, Judith. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Uh, now, make a case for why we should all be excited about 3D right here on the continent, and maybe more specifically, why anyone in Lagos should should care, I guess, about this technology and its and its applications within context. So, you might have heard like different things about. AR and VR. For example, in 2016, everybody was saying it's the year of virtual reality. Then they were like, hey, what's the killer use case going to be, you know? And there have been highs and lows, but there have been literally billions of dollars pumped into it. And the reason that's happening is because one thing everybody agrees on is that these technologies are the computing platforms of the future. So I say to everybody, that future, if you want to be a part of it, you better get involved now. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so big talk, big talk. But let's unpack it a little bit, um, because I, I'm sure you have some, uh, some solid ideas about how and why this is so. Are you talking about the applications within, say, entertainment? Are you thinking more broadly than that? Um, uh, yeah, give me a sense. Okay, so, you know, when VR kind of like first came into the consumer space, and, you know, this is really emerging tech, we're talking four or five years, there was a lot of emphasis on entertainment and gaming. But for us, you know, right from the get-go, we've said, hey, this technology is just a tool that you can use to solve issues wherever you find them, as long as you can conceptualize a solution, you know, that would benefit from it. So we are looking at, you know... AR and VR for health. And, and these are use cases you see in other parts of the world as well. Real estate for um, art, for, you know, training. And, and there you can really kind of like, you know, get the cost down. Because if you think about training where you're looking at multi-million dollar equipment, right? Um, and the cost of kind of like putting people through that and using that. Think about then taking that into a virtual environment where you can have them practice as much as they want screw up as much as they need to before they can get to the real thing and then by then they're pretty much um you know up to speed or you look at vr for something like education you know now most people think hey wait isn't that too expensive but i say to them think about vr from the low cost end even something as simple as the google cardboard a mobile phone mobile broadband and a solar portable creates an all-in-one learning solution if you have the right contents that you can deploy anywhere and that's incredibly powerful. It means a child in a local school. And, you know, I think about, you know, Lagos, mega city, over 20 million people, public schools, classrooms, easily 100 children in one room, right? Now, you know that they're under-resourced. You know facilities are not the best. But with a VR headset, you can start to provide things like virtual laboratories. They can go on field trips, things that would not even be feasible given the normal context. They can explore the solar system, things that, you know, literally make no sense to them because there's no way they can touch it and feel it. But VR makes all of that possible. And what that does is it then starts to bridge the gap that we have between education and quality education because that's a major, major problem in the world. So, you know. So give me a sense of like the tribe of early adopters, um, the people who are as excited about this technology as you are in, in Lagos. Who, who, who have you found? Who's gravitated towards you and uh, uh, managed to catch your energy? Um, so, 
I think for me, this is the beautiful part about this story that I go around and I discover people who already get it and are exploring in awesome ways. Um, so one example is um, an architect in Lagos. Um, his name is Uche Okolie. And he, you know, right from the get-go was like, this technology is amazing. I know I can use it to, you know, provide a value add for my clients by allowing them to walk through potential homes, which is great. But he's also exploring the technology even further than that to see where he can push it to. That's one example. Another example is Tox Bakary. Now, she's an amazing psychologist who works with children who have autism. And she has realized that VR is one way in which she can scale mental health care, which is severely under-resourced in Nigeria. So she's doing a number of things. She's working with us to create um, a VR experience that teaches people how to interact with children who are autistic. And she's been using VR to just sensitize people. Because, you know, you know, in a place like Nigeria, there's a lot of, like stigma associated with autism people are not quite sure what it is there are all sorts of like strange theories but she goes out to malls you know markets with this vr experience that allows you to experience the sensory overload a child with autism has and that way she's building kind of like empathy for those children understanding that sort of thing um or uh, my friend Juma Kesanwo, who's a brilliant artist um, who runs an art incubator in Lagos, who is now exploring VR as a tool for taking storytelling that much further so that you can actually immerse people in stories and history. All right. So what is your approach to massaging this technology into mainstream, I suppose, Nigerian society initially and then the rest of co- the continent? Are you, you know, actively creating technology yourself Are you marketing existing technologies? Are you creating content to live in this world? Are you consulting to to companies and individuals who want to use it? What, What are you doing? So we're doing a number of things. For me, one of the first things that I realized was critical was we had to have a community of content creators and professionals in this field. So that's one thing we started to do. We hold community meetups in Lagos every two months. Um, we also are trying to accelerate the process of you know people being upskilled for creating. So we, we run a scholarship program. Um, we offer scholarships for Dusty's virtual reality nano degree. We give people access to our lab where they can you know use the equipment there, different resources to learn if they're passionate about it. We also do things like hackathons, you know, and in April we actually had one across seven African countries because, you know, we want to bring people together across the continent. We want to keep challenging them to think about ways in which they can use these technologies locally. Um, We do uh, consult for companies, so we're very passionate about everybody, you know, understanding what's possible and that's going to the everyday person, that's going to organizations, different sectors to say, hey, have you thought about this? And so I believe you wear another hat. You have, uh, you're a very busy lady. Uh, tell us a little bit about um, a passion project that uh, you're working on that's turning into quite a thing. <laughs> so, yes, uh, so thrilled to tell you about We Will Lead Africa um, with my two fabulous co-founders, Yabom Gilpin-Jackson, who actually kind of like dreamt about this years ago and then met me and uh, another dear friend, Sarah Wusu, And then it was all like, we are like, yes, we must do this. So it's called We Will Lead Africa. And what we're doing is saying, hey, there are amazing things happening on the African continent every single day in different cities, stories that you might not hear. And it's about time those stories are heard. Because first of all, we should all know what we're doing. We should inspire each other. And heck, the world should know too. Um, so, so last year, we uh, 
we were able to curate 30 stories from across the continent. And we published uh, the first volume of We Will Lead Africa, which is on Amazon right now. And this year, we are going even further, and we're working on three volumes simultaneously. So Yabam is currently leading a call for a volume on governance, and she'll be collecting stories on great governance from around the African continent. And what we look for is, you know, people who are doing things that is having some sort of measurable, you know, significant impact on the African continent who identify as African. Um, Sarah is currently leading a call for a volume on women. So very excited to see what comes out of that and the stories that will be told. And I will soon launch a call for technology. So... Wow, that sounds really exciting. And so give me a sense of like how all of these efforts are sustainable. Is is your VR business, you know, the 3D business, MEC 3D, is that... Uh, is it cash flow, cash flow positive? Is it profitable right now? Are you bootstrapping it? How are you funding you know, the We Lead Africa uh, initiative? So, so MAC3D started out bootstrapping, um, still bootstrapping actually, but what we are fortunate enough to have is um, support from um, different organizations for specific initiatives. So I mentioned that we had an ARVR hackathon across seven African countries, and for that we had you know, headline sponsorship from Facebook. Uh, so that sort of support. Um, setting up in Lagos, for example, uh, with the lab, we had space from the co-creation hub. And those sorts of partnerships have helped us keep going as well. Fantastic. Well, I'm so grateful that you could spend time on the show. I know you're only at Afrobytes for a single day. I'm sure you're keen to work the floor, meet some people. Thank you for spending some time with us. All the best with everything you have on your plate. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great chatting with you. Absolute pleasure.